Welcome to Third and Nerd, the show that breaks down everything nerd culture with a little sports thrown in. On the show, you'll hear discussions about the latest superhero movies, TV shows, and comics as well. You'll even hear interviews from the artists and writers who helped create the characters you know and love. So strap on your super suits and fire up your flux capacitors, because here are your hosts, Josh Webb and Adam House. Hello, everybody, and welcome to an all-new Third and Nerd podcast brought to you by Spreaker slash Blog Talk Radio. Ah, man, Um, this is going to be my final podcast for the next two weeks. I am going on vacation. Uh, Adam is going to be here, and I've offered him the help of Donovan. If you follow Twitter, he is X at X Donfather. Uh, Donovan and I have been doing some fantastic giveaways on Twitter. Giveaway digital codes to books that come out every single week. And for Black Friday, we just gave away four physical copies of some amazing stories. Uh, two stories. Donovan is giving away God Bomb and Midgard's Last Stand from the absolutely incredible Jason Aaron run of Thor. I am giving out uh, New Avengers Secret Evasion Book 1 and 2. Um... But uh, enough about that, Jazz. We have an awesome guest today, don't we? By the way, how about I introduce my co-host, Mr. Adam Howes, buddy. How you doing today, brother? It's so good to hear your voice. Hello! I'm here. I'm doing well. Thank you very much. I'm doing very well. That's what I want to hear, buddy. That's what I want to hear. I'll tell you what, though. How about you introduce our guest, and dive right in with the first two questions, and I'll follow up. All right. Well, let's take it from here then. Uh, so on the show today, uh, we have someone who Josh and I uh, follow ardently on Twitter. And if you're not following this gentleman uh, and, you're a, and you're an MCU and Marvel fan, then you are definitely losing out. Uh, and he is none other than Mr. Charles Murphy. Welcome to the show, Charles. Hey, thanks, Adam. It's awesome to be here with you guys. I appreciate it. For those, uh, of, I just want to quickly mention, for those of you who don't know, Charles is running an experiment right now called Murphy's Multiverse, which we'll get to in a little bit. 
But I can't encourage you guys enough to go bookmark that and give your feedback to Charles as he's testing this thing out. He's looking for input. He's looking for feedback. That doesn't mean be a douche. But by all means, give him feedback and let him know what you're thinking of, of what he's doing. Adam, take it away, and I am sorry I interrupted you. Here I go on mute. All good, all good. Um, so, Charles, I guess, like, first off, uh, just so viewers uh, – sorry, the listeners um, have an idea of uh, what you're about, can you just tell us, like, uh, giving it sort of a brief rundown of what you're doing, what Josh just alluded to there, and a bit of background on it? Yeah, so I've been um, probably since 2012, I've been dabbling around in this one way or the other. Um, I started my own small site. I worked at MCU Exchange for a while, um, broke a few pretty interesting stories there, ended up working uh, at that hashtag show for a while where I really uh, I got kind of lucky, honestly, like and, and I say that all the time. I'm just a fan just like everybody else. And I kind of live in the middle of nowhere in northern Michigan, so I don't I don't have by any right should I be doing this, but I just get, I got lucky and made some relationships. So again, I was at that hashtag show and, um, no blue. got myself, yeah, <laughs> Ugh, that's, we'll talk about that later. Um, got myself, um, into a good spot where I was able to break some pretty cool exclusives and some scoops, uh, kind of all over the movie industry, not just Marvel. I did some Marvel stuff, some DC stuff, some non-comic book stuff. Um, and then last year I kind of, I felt kind of burnout, um, kind of walked away from it for a little bit. And then I started a podcast with my good friend, uh, Charles Villanueva, who lives in the Philippines. And we met at MC MCU Exchange. And so we've been talking to each other for five years. And we thought, like, hey, let's have some fun. Uh, and then recently, I guess I just kind of got the itch to start writing some of this stuff down again. So I kind of been thinking about it for a month or two. And I started another site up called Murphy's Multiverse. And, and that's kind of where we are right now. And we've had, um, I think three weeks since it's opened up and I think people have been super supportive and I've had a, a, t a ton of um, really, really good feedback. People kind of helping me out here and there with different things they'd like to see on the site, but so far so good. Excellent. Excellent. Um, so I guess let's, let's get straight into it. Uh, you've had a, a three uh, sort of hot topics that have popped up on your radar this week. Um, first off was, uh, the Black Panther. I think that was the first one you dropped. Uh, Black Panther 2, I should say. So uh, I guess like a spoiler, I'll, we'll do a spoiler alert here, probably just in case anyone wants to turn off and, and not listen. But um, you just want to elaborate on, on, on that? Yeah. So I, uh, man, a lot of things made their way across my uh, inbox this week. And in almost all cases, I, I on, on all three of these cases that we're going to talk about, I really wasn't able to verify them or confirm them with a second source, which is what I always do before I run something out as an exclusive or a scoop. So I didn't want to run them out as exclusives or, or scoops for that reason, but I felt like they were all so intriguing um, and that fans would really like to have a conversation about them that I decided to run them out there strictly as rumors. Um, and, and like I've, I, we talked on my podcast this morning when Charles and I recorded at this point, because I haven't been able to have them confirmed by a second source, I don't even believe them myself. I don't believe that they'll, they're going to come to fruition until um, such a time that either I can verify them from someone else or somebody else verifies them. Um, but, yeah, so this first one that we shared was that, uh, that Dr. Doom would be the villain in the Black Panther sequel, and it would see him kind of um, 
on a conquest across, uh, potentially across the entire world, but he was in, in the midst of um, taking over some countries in Africa, and then he would kind of run into Wakanda as a, as a stumbling point there. Right. And, and this is like, this is, this is all very sort of uh, based around uh, the Doom War books, correct? Well, and, and so I don't know when I, what I heard from the source is, is flat out, uh, Doom will be the villain of, of Black Panther 2. He'll be conquering Africa uh, and then run into, run into some problems with Wakanda. So anything beyond that is, is speculation. But certainly uh, for anyone who's read Doom War or is even just a little bit familiar with it, even if you haven't read it and just looked at it on Wikipedia, um, it is kind of that idea that Doom invades Wakanda. He wants the vibranium and he is met with T'Challa and all the formidable defenses of of Wakanda and all their technology and, um, and, and kind of beyond that. So, you know, we're kind of, I speculated when I released them on what, what could it look like and what might it be? But I think just the thought of, uh, Victor Von Doom being introduced in, into the MCU soon is exciting. And, and again, I don't even know if this is his introduction for all I know, he could be introduced, um, in a, he could be introduced in a post-credit scene somewhere. He could be introduced, uh, in another film, but just the idea of him, being there and maybe not being just the primary antagonist of the Fantastic Four is really intriguing to me. I figured fans would really like to to dig their teeth into that and have a conversation about it and uh, and see where it goes. So yeah, I'm, it's it's an exciting idea and it certainly sets the these MCU uh, attempts to introduce these characters far far apart from what Fox did with them. Over to you, Josh. What what really excites me about all of this is that, you know, when you talk about a character like Dr. Doom, there are so many entry points that you could use. You know, um, obviously the tension with uh, Wakanda would be great. Um, I still feel like it would be my personal, if I had my druthers, is I would rather see Namor start off taking down uh black panther but as i understand it he may be featured in what scott derrickson is doing um if you're to believe images that derrickson has tweeted and deleted uh, and who knows man it could all be uh misdirect intentional misdirect um but whether or not we get doom or name or like what do you want to see out of Doom? Like what what if you look back at what they didn't get right in previous iterations and maybe some of the things they did get right, how would you like to see this play out and and maybe a name or two uh that that you think could play a a compelling Victor Von Doom both as as I guess you could even call him an anti-hero at times. I'm going to stick with that phrase. Uh, as either an anti-hero or uh, just a straight-out villain. Yeah, so I think the the number one thing is he has to. We have to see Victor Von Doom, the monarch of Latveria. Like he has to be that person. I don't want like cyberpunk hacker Doom or whatever other thing they went with there. It's such a huge part of of who Doom is. Um, I want to see. I want to see that idea of him blending his scientific genius with mysticism. I think that has to be a part of his character as well. And I think this idea of him um, and, and, you know, it's all speculation, but if he's, if he's conquering Africa, did he do it because the snap left so many countries without leaders and he's taking advantage of that kind of failing infrastructure. And if he's conquering places, does he really believe that 
he's not doing them a favor, which is a very doom like thing. Like in, in his mind, he's never the bad guy. He's saving, you know, he saved Latveria and the people love him there. And he's, he's always going to be the person to save the world. So I think it's, it's an interesting, to be fair, sometimes he is a hero, man. Like oh, I mean, he has helped out the Avengers on multiple occasions. It always benefits him, but you know, he's Charles. And I talked about this this morning. He's probably one of Marvel's top five, most fully rounded and well-developed characters. He is not one note. He's not, you know, he's multidimensional. And he, if this rumor turns out to be true, it's totally possible that what he's doing, he sees as helping save all these countries by putting them under his rule. That's a, that's a very, very Victor Von Doom way to think of things. But, you know, I think, I think those things have to be in place. Um, I especially think that this idea that he's, he's, um, able to to do sorcery and he's a mystic is such a huge deal and um you know as far as actors to play it i've been ever since last year when i really started researching into the the idea of the i I did a piece that mc i guess might have been two years ago uh, a piece at mcu exchange that i called the 12 days of xmas how they could introduce um the x-men and so i did one of those a day for well 11 days I, i never finished the 12th one if we're being honest but um I, I started looking at like his Romani heritage and how big of a deal that was. And at this point, I'm I'm really open for an unknown to come in and and take that role and see how it goes. I know a lot of people um, are championing Mads Mikkelsen for that. Dude's like 54 years old. I don't see them unless they're starting out um, far down the road with Victor and with with Reed and these guys. I, I don't see them putting someone in that's that old into that well, role. Dude, I think but like but in terms younger. of Mads himself, like. Where do you come down on that? Like just Mads himself. As far as is he a kind of guy who yeah, likes yeah, to Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like Matt, if Mads weren't, you know, where he's at in terms of his age, like how how where does he come down for you? Oh, I I mean I love the guy. I think he could totally do it. I, I think it would be really, really hard to think about, even though he's gonna be behind a mask all the time. I two very high profile roles in the MCU would be really weird, but He's a, he's a guy that could do it. I mean, it has to, I just don't think they, they need to, I think they need to go beyond picking just some, some other white dude from California that's going to fill this role. I think they need to be careful about what they're doing when they, when they cast this role and, and who they're giving it to. Um, and I think if you're going to make them the monarch of a European country, Eastern uh, European country, yeah, of a, a very Eastern European country, you should probably um, give, you know, expand the pool over there and see what you can come up with. I agree, yeah. man. I'm glad well, we're both on that same note. Yeah, I, I agree as well. Like, you know, and you're talking to someone who has had a fellow Australian uh, play Doom before, and I think it's definitely someone that uh, they should need to cast should be definitely European or Eastern European. Yeah, it just – I feel like if you're going to tap into that market, then embrace it because not only do you get a quality actor who understands East – I mean, and it's not just one culture, but not only do you get an actor who understands the culture of living in Eastern Europe, but now you get the fans as well, right. which is exactly what they're doing with Semulu and uh, Shang-Chi. Yeah, they they're, are definitely being – a little bit more intentional about expanding their fan base at this point. Mm-hmm. Um, 
so uh, we can sort of sort of circle back to this. Let's then move on uh, to the second rumor, uh, which involves one of the films that I am most excited to see next year, The Eternals. Yeah, so this one, um, this is such a, a short bit. I think if anyone's unfamiliar with who The Eternals are, it might even kind of go unnoticed. Uh, but the the source here said to me that this film is going to center around the war of evolution. Um, and I immediately said, like, wait, are you talking about the evolutionary war? And it was that no, like quotation marks, war of evolution. And I think for people who have read the books and, and get an idea of what these are about, I think that makes a ton of sense. And I think it kind of indicates that we're going to see um, the deviants. And so far we haven't heard of any casting or seen any anybody um, out there in the set photos we've seen, which is also makes a ton of sense because if you're going to have deviants, they're probably going to be heavy CG work and things that they're not going to have practical uh, effects running around on set. So I think we will probably see um, the story unfold of like the Eternals and the deviants over maybe fighting over billions of years uh, as they evolve on the earth. How excited are you for the Eternals, man? Like where, where does the franchise come down in in terms of not just what it represents, but what it also opens up? Oh, yeah, I think it, this is exactly uh, – that's an exact topic that Charles and I discussed today, and, I, and I'm trying to think of how I phrase it. But I said something along the lines of this, this film can really, um, by telling stories about the past of the Marvel Cinematic Universe, set up its future, right? Like we oh, can – we can see it going back and say, like, here's how here's where this this place started. Here's how Earth and the MCU began and all these heroes and all this stuff. But, man, can it plant so many seeds? And so, yeah, I'm I'm excited. Um, I think Charles and I have concocted this little fantasy in our head that um, Kit Harington's Dane Whitman is going to be like the MCU's Indiana Jones. And uh, I, I would like that. I think it fits. Right. It fits. Sort I, think, of- I think it does. And I think Feige's the. You know, I'm Feige's about the same age as I am, and I feel like he and I liked the, liked a lot of the same things when we were kids. And I'm going to go out on a limb and say that Feige thinks that Indiana Jones is pretty cool, and he'd like to have his own version running around his you, universe. You know, I also have in my mind maybe a Han Solo type. Oh, for sure. Yeah, he's he. I'm sure that Kevin Feige absolutely adores Harrison Ford, like all people our age do, or most, mm. I should say. <laughs> Anyone with practical common sense (laughs) is really what it comes down to. Um, Yeah, I I mean, I think the Eternals for me are like the Guardians of the Galaxy in the sense that so few people, even Marvel fans, really know much about the Eternals outside of the few instances that you've seen where members of the Eternals have joined the Avengers or – in the rare occasions where they assist heroes in matters that don't involve them. Um, This is such an off the beaten path franchise. And at the same time, I feel like you can do so much with it. You can, you, you can tell any story you want. And for all that, uh, Guardians Galaxy was to, for uh, for being a space opera. We now have a chance to see sort of a um, 
I don't even want to say period piece, but just sort of a dynasty, like this dynastic succession and just seeing how these Eternals throughout the years have woven their way into our speech, into the people we believe to be uh, heroes. Like you go through and you read the original Eternals names and, and it's very clear how we got gods like Mercury and so on and so forth is they were mispronouncing names of Eternals, which I thought was a really cool addition uh, by Jack Kirby when he came up with it. Um but man, I got to tell you, the the one thing that sort of weirds me out is that they cast Kumail where, uh, as Kingo. And it's like, I thought we were worried about getting ethnicities right. I'm not saying Kumail shouldn't be in the movie, but why did we cut out an Asian character? Yeah, that was, that was an interesting decision. And I think... Um... I guess at this point we can only say, wait and see and see what the uh, what the explanation is, which I'm I'm kind of curious what it will be myself. That's assuming we ever get one. <laughs> oh yeah, see what they do on screen, right? Yeah, yeah. You know, if people fall in love with Kumail, like the chances that this question gets asked, at least here in America, are nil and not. Now, maybe a reporter with some moxie overseas is like, hey, um. I was really looking forward to that Asian representation. What happened? (laughs) But, yeah, I'm not trying to be critical of that at all. I just thought that was weird. It doesn't bother me. It was just something I definitely noticed. But I am so interested in every single one of the people that they have cast. I am so interested to see how they pull off their roles. And I know, Adam, how do you feel about the Black Knight? Like, especially with it being Kit Harrington, like, how did that meld with you? It melded. It melded perfect. Like, like I wasn't all in on the Eternals film, and, and then I heard that uh, obviously uh, Black Knight was going to be in it, and then I was like, okay, now my interest is really peaked. Um, the casting of, of Kit Harrington, awesome. I'm a big Game of Thrones fan, so that works for me. But what I, what I'm intr- like. What intrigues me about the film is um, considering, like, you know, the, it doesn't even really have a character that is a big name outside of, like, you know, diehard Marvel fans that will know. You know what I mean? Like, there's no Spider-Man, there's no Captain America or Thor, da, da, da. So what, I, what I'm intrigued to see is how it'll be received um, at the box office and how, like, uh, the marketing will, like, sort of, get it to the point of being another massive hit. Like obviously people are still going to go because it's connected to the MCU and there's, you know, it's just a name thing, but it just makes me wonder like how it's going to be received. Yeah. And I'm curious myself and I can tell you that they've spent a lot of money on it. Um, There's some things, some work I've done digging around behind the scenes that I've been, I haven't shared and I'm, I'm, I'm working on a project with Charles on that. Um, but they've spent an incredible amount of money. And I know we just, there was an article the other day that kind of made the rounds about it's a gamble. And everyone said, well, Iron Man was a gamble and Guardians was a gamble. This is, this is exceeding that in the, in terms of the amount of money they've spent. And so I think their margin for error, um, is getting smaller by the day. So this has to hit, I think. Otherwise, they're, the idea of seeing these, these big spectacles may take a, a couple years, um, hiatus. Because this is going to be big when it when it hits. 
I got to be honest, man. It takes me a lot to get out to cinema. Outside of Marvel movies, like, I just can't do it. Like, I'll go – now, don't get me wrong. I will go see films in theaters that, like, should be seen in theaters. Like, I loved watching Moana in 3D, man. I must have gone back 15 times to watch Moana in 3D. Um and in several other films that I really enjoyed in the theaters, uh, I definitely want – I saw Wreck-It Ralph 2 in theaters. I'm going to go see Rise of Skywalker. But, you know, getting me out to the theater, like, it basically takes a Marvel movie these days. So if Marvel starts going downhill, then, yeah, I'm going to be worried because that's my entire movie going, like, Experience. stuff. Yeah. <laughs> so well, I think you know if you look at sorry if you look at what they're doing I mean they're they're rolling the dice out here they've mm-hmm. taken all their big avengers off the board and they're they're I mean yeah Black Widow's going to going to launch the next phase but then you're going um you're going to have back to back movies with people that most most of us have never heard of right you've got the Eternals and you've got Shang-Chi and they're they're taking their I can think they're willing to take that step to say like hey our brand is big enough that people are just going to come see it because it's ours. And I think they're right. Like there's nothing about either one of these movies that has me thinking eh, eh. like the casting for Shang Chi, the fact that they're properly doing the Mandarin this time instead of that garbage from Iron Man three. Um. And just the overall cast in general. And then you've got the Black Widow film. I'm very interested in seeing Red Guardian. And I hope that this leads to more of the Winter Guard, you know? Like, I I, I, I think that the Winter Guard versus the Avengers would play so well right now, like, in our current yeah. climate. Um, and, uh, yeah, I just... I am ready for this franchise to be led by these newer characters. Cause to be honest, I think they have the better stories. Iron Man is cool. Uh, Captain America is cool. Thor. Uh, it really took, uh, you know, Walt Simonson of course did his thing, but then it took until about Jason Aaron for somebody to come along and do anything that was worthwhile with Thor. And a lot of that stuff is recent. So, Taking those players off the board, especially Black Widow 2 and, and, and to some extent Hawkeye, the characters that we're getting, you know, Kate Bishop and so on and so forth, like these characters have rich histories, man. They've got fun stories and it just it all keeps leading somewhere. You know, this character connects to that character. Hopefully we're seeing Jessica Drew sometime soon, like you know, like, it would just be awesome. I, all I really want for Christmas, though, is for somebody to announce that the Punisher is back and they uh, completely understand that John Bernthal is meant for that role. <laughs> yeah, that somebody just asked me that on Twitter, right, not too long before we um, we went on the on air. And that I, was my burner I, account. Oh, <laughs> no, I'm you. joking. Yeah. I, no, I, I'm joking. I don't have a – I do have a burner account, but not that. It's nope. pretty obvious. It's 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 fight on twist FC. It's my ah. soccer where I tweet about soccer. So it's but uh, yeah, they asked you about that. Yeah, and they said I apparently it was a we got this covered rumor that the uh, Punisher was going to Hulu, and they wanted to know if that was true. And 
I have no idea that, of anything like that, but the fact that they're talking about something going to Hulu that it supposedly needs two years before the character can show back up. Well, everything I, that's going on Hulu is getting shut down. I mean, I, I don't yeah. know. Yeah, and, and also it's we got this covered. <laughs> there is that. <laughs> yeah, we don't got this covered. We haven't had this covered. We never got it covered. Um, if you can Charles, tell, we're not. Huh? No, I was going to ask Charles a, a, a question, but continue thinking what you're going to say. Oh, I was just going to say, as you can tell, we're not fans. <laughs> Um, hit it Adam before we get into like the last room just a quick one um, what do you think the reason is that we haven't heard more about like the Moon Knight casting or anything like that um, I think I think part of it is they're, they're a little bit far out um, I, so they're, they're keeping all the casting for all these shows that aren't um, hasn't already been revealed pretty close to the chest like there's there have been additional roles cast in Falcon and the Winter Soldier, quite a few of them. Um, I broke the one the other day that Lamar Hoskins, who's Battlestar, is going to be in the in the show. Obviously, they've cast someone in that. There was um, I don't want to ruin what the scene was, but there was a scene shot the other day where he was on set with Wyatt Russell. But I still haven't even been able to find out who the guy is that's playing him. Uh, um, so they're they're keeping that stuff kind of close. Um, I think there's only been one casting that's leaked out for Loki that came through the trades and that was, um, I can't remember her name, but they said she's going to be the lead and there was the idea that she might be um, a female Loki during the show. And, and aside from that, um, and Loki is going to start like in, in February, I think is when it starts filming in earnest. Aside from that, they're keeping it pretty, pretty low and, and it's not making its way out into the cyberspace like it used to, where we used to be able to get a hold of it. Um, they're doing a lot of it in a little bit different way because I think so many of the of the casting calls and casting grids were getting places they weren't meant to be. So I know, you know, I know that they're casting for Miss Marvel. They're casting for the family. They're casting right now for Bruno. Um, they're casting for all these characters, right? But for us to hear about it is going to take either um, one of the trades to have a deal worked out with the studio or for one of us to get lucky and come across something. So, um, you know, I don't know when, um, when they'll be ready to announce Moon Knight, but I, we know they're looking. They're looking for a Mark Spector right now. So maybe um, those characters will show up somewhere before they show up on their own shows, and that's why they're in such a hurry to, to get them cast. Right on. Do you think, do you think that they'll um... – They'll go for like someone new, like that we don't really know, or they go for a more established actor for that role, and they play him younger or sort of middle age. What do you what do you sort of think they're gonna do? Yeah, I think the two the answer to both those are kind of related to each other. I think if they go for um, if they're really going like early Moon Knight and to tell the not tell the origin story and flashbacks, but to start there and stay there, you're probably gonna have someone you know in their in their twenties that is going to be that um, in that role as Mark. And if they have decided to go, I know it wouldn't, um, it wouldn't be able to be directly adapted, but if they do like the, the version of Moon Knight that was in the Houston run, which was super dark and, and um, just a little bit too violent, but where it's kind of Mark after he's served as Moon Knight for a while um, and has kind of lost his tastes for, for the way things go and thinks that he's been so, um, sort of abandoned by Khonshu, then you could get somebody maybe in their in their mid thirties, late thirties, or even early forties 
Um, so I guess it depends there to me, at least which, which route they want to go. Are they going to go for the, for the older, older Mark? And then I think if they do, they would want to maybe cast someone who's a little bit more established. And if they went for a younger one, I think they could take a little bit more of a chance. Right. Right. Yeah. It's, it's, it's an intriguing one. Uh, it's sort of hard to sort of know which way they're going to go. Like in terms of like, you know, which sort of arc story arc, like you mentioned, um, Josh, uh, you want to take us into our into the final rumor? I do, I do, I do. So this next rumor is uh, terrifying. Uh, could lead to some very, very uh, dark and uh, mysterious things. What are you hearing about WandaVision? So this was um, unique among the three rumors that I, I did go with this week. Again, these are just rumors, um, nothing that I've been able to confirm. But in this case, after kind of looking at all the information I had, I, I sat on a chunk of it because I thought if it is true, um, there's probably some more. It would be like pulling the wrong Jenga piece, I think, is the way that I could put it the best. So I decided to, to sit on a bit of this one. Um, and so the part that I shared was that um, Nightmare would be the villain, would be ultimately revealed as the villain of WandaVision, and that they have already cast the role. Now, how about that, man? Like, that's, see, that's the kind of bit, and this is, this is when you're cooking with gas. You know what I mean? Like, I feel like as these shows get closer, I'm hoping to learn more and more and more about them. But they've been pushing uh, the idea that WandaVision is 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 going to be sort of a dystopian Mary Tyler Moore or Dick Van Dyke show uh, where not everything is as what it seems. And and and, you know, you get this general hint that maybe there's going to be a deterioration of of Wanda. Uh, which we all know leads to some of the better stuff that ends up happening in the Marvel Universe is when she loses her mind. Um, but, well, I guess that depends on your outlook. I thought it was cool. Um, it definitely but, leaves, leaves some things open there to be explored. Like, if she if she loses it all together. Um, oh, yeah. Oh, man, so many things to be explored. And to be honest, you know, they kind of did an okay job out of the gate with um, with Typhoid Mary when you're talking about mental illness. Um, and, and I really feel like, especially with Mark Spector, you're going to get that. Or they better um, if, if you want to get that one right. But I feel like mental illness is something that you really could address with several characters. And, and this is one of them, you know. Um, it, it just, it all depends on how you follow it. You know, Wanda, Wanda sort of f- fractures her own reality and in doing so fractures the reality of everyone else around her. Um, and this is just great stuff to be explored. And, you know, I feel like Catherine Hahn is the perfect person to sort of needle that out of Wanda or drive her crazy. Like Catherine Hahn definitely has that nosy neighbor next door up to no good quality about her. And I do not say that with criticism. That is absolutely a compliment. Um, I love her. I think she's fantastic. I was so excited when they announced she was going to be in the show. Um, but, 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 
touching on nightmare real quick like what do you think of nightmare like overall do you feel like mephisto would have been a better route to go does is nightmare work because now you've got doctor strange you've got wanda you've got several other people who dabble with mysticism especially if doctor doom comes in like i feel like somewhere along the way you're gonna get agatha harkis um and and so on yeah i i think nightmare is an interesting choice uh charles and i talked about this this morning it's a little bit of a of a stretch um, for us to try to figure out why why nightmares would be doing this. You know why is nightmare why is nightmare messing with Wanda? Because right. if the if the reason is is because nightmare is doing it to be a dick, it it's not a very good reason, and it doesn't no. really it's not going to register with fans. So is there somebody behind nightmare who's pushing this agenda? Is there is there Carrier somebody? Motives. Yeah. So is there is is nightmare doing this to get? he's getting something out of it. Is he, is he working for a higher power, a cosmic entity? Could it be Mephisto? We had, we kind of had that conversation and I think it has to be something other than nightmare just was, you know, feeling like with some people that day. So he decided he was going to pick on Wanda. Yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm really glad you brought that up, man. Cause yeah, I feel like if you just do it, nightmares just being creepy, like that doesn't work for me. We've, we've got to come up with better reasons for some of these villains. Um, and, and I would like to think that nightmare doing Mephisto's bidding to get something back from him. Like, I feel like that would just be too perfect. Right. Am I, am I, I mean, I, that's something that I would love to see, uh, any kind of association where, you start rolling in a few more of these guys and, um, you know, and, and exploring that side of things, I think is, that's a story that is a good story to tell. And, and it gives you the idea that the world gets bigger yet, right? Like, Hey, nightmares doing all these awful things, but now there's someone pushing his buttons as well. So I think, and Mephisto is such a, a great character that you could, I don't, you know, I don't know how, how you could tie him in to all these different things. I I'm not exactly sure when they were, able to to start writing that show and when they were able to use Mephisto but if it were a small role that grew over time I think that'd be really cool yeah absolutely agree what I last thing I'll say on that is you kind of touched on having somebody else pull somebody's strings and it's like the Marvel Universe works best when really powerful villains are being controlled by other really powerful villains, and we don't find out until later. Or we don't find out why these people who are normally good are doing bad things. It's just – it's very strange. Like there's a certain comic going on called Annihilation, and – while I figured out who was behind it in, 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 in the first shot of the eyes, like, if you've read the comic and you know who's behind it, like, it's like, yeah, that's the kind of stuff I want to see, you know? Like, if that dude's being controlled by somebody, we are in for a good time. Um, but yeah, dude, I think it opens up a host of options, a host of things that could be exciting, adventurous, and brings into play other villains who, you know, eventually I want to get to a point where we're talking about Dracula because he's currently dominating the Avengers run right now in the main Marvel uh, comic continuity. And I got to tell you, it's some compelling stuff. Compelling yeah, I'm, I'm stuff. curious. There, you know, Blade's going to roll in. Obviously, we're I think we're going to see 
him and, and you know his mythology involved Dracula. There still continues to be rumors that Jack Russell and whereas Werewolf by Night's going to show up in Moon Knight and in the MCU. So this is this is great to have all these characters running around and being explored. And they absolutely feel like they'd all pop up on Hulu in maybe their own darker universe, you know, where murder does happen on a regular basis. See the Punisher, see Moon Knight, you know, I, I don't know. Maybe we'll we'll see what Disney does. Yeah, we that's know, the interesting thing. We know it's not going on Disney Plus. That much we do know. Bob Iger has stated that is going to be family friendly from now until Kingdom Come, which is probably why they bought Hulu. Yeah, I mean, they, they've definitely, <laughs> when they decide how they want to run that side of things, um, that, that steps away from Disney Plus, they've got outlets, right? They've got other choices. Six degrees of Kevin Bacon. All right, Charles. Um, we have cut dangerously close to the time. So what I want to do right now is give you the opportunity to not only crank what you're doing, uh, but also to tell people where they can find you, um, what can, you know, what, (laughs) what you have upcoming or any sort of items that you want to point people to that are of personal importance to you right now. And by the way, fans, Charles was cool enough to come on this show right now, but we are absolutely working out something with he and Villanueva for when we get back. And when we get on that show, we're going to be talking Shang-Chi and Moon Knight until the cows come home. So you're not going to want to miss that one because it's going to be an extended podcast full of fawning, uh, us hoping for a lot of things and ultimately geeking out. Yeah. And Charles is uh, for those those of you who are new to to me and you haven't listened to our podcast and you haven't listened to Charles yet. Um, Charles is my partner and he is lives in the Philippines and. He, his dad is actually about the same age as me and his dad and I have a ton in common. So Charles has spent his whole life being raised by a guy who's primarily a Daredevil fan, um, but just a huge Marvel Comics guy. So Charles has just a wealth of knowledge and has such a passion for this stuff. And uh, so we we have a blast. So we work together on uh, Murphy's Law, which is our podcast. And that's on, you can find that on Twitter at podcast Murph, um, or you can find us either on Spotify or SoundCloud and, and kind of follow us there. Um, like I mentioned when we began, I've just about three weeks ago started up murphysmultiverse.com, uh, which is a place for me to kind of really what I started it for was a place for me to get some of these things that roll around in my brain out. Some of the, some of the old fun features that I used to do at MCU exchange or that hashtag show that I was kind of kind of missing having that outlet. Um, so, so that's new and rolling along and it's doing really well so far. I appreciate everybody that's been there and visited and supported, um, and all your feedback online. I appreciate very much. And I guess lastly, you can just find me on Twitter and my, uh, my Twitter handle is at underscore Charles Murphy. So I'm, I'm at all those places. Apparently I'm in a lot of places at once. And on our end, we'll be tweeting out links and stuff uh, to simplify your life uh, that shows you exactly – well, we'll just give you the link to all of the things Charles just mentioned. Uh, so if you can't remember that or aren't in a position to write it down, don't trip because we will create a little doc for you guys 
that leads you everywhere Charles is. And I say this with earnest, man. Like, I've been following Char- – like, I followed Charles for a while before he even followed me back. Um, and, and, and I stayed following Charles because I'm one of those people. I'm like, if we're in the industry and I follow you for a while and interact with you and don't follow back, I'll just unfollow, you know? <laughs> but but – but uh i i couldn't do it with charles man like i couldn't he he always had really poignant things to say his insight i think is sharp um he knows what he's talking about he has a wealth of knowledge uh when he does speak and the thing that i like the most is that he stays quiet and generally shuts up so when he does speak the weight that it carries is, is to me, it's worth it. You know, like I, I sort of look at it and I'm, I'm not trying to go political here, but like throughout the entire process of Robert Mueller's investigation, Mueller never spoke. He didn't speak, but when he finally did speak, everyone wanted to listen. It's sort of the same thing with Charles. Like Charles doesn't put out a lot, but when he does, it's great stuff. So, Go follow him on Twitter. Uh, read Murphy's Multiverse and, and help him out. I don't know if he has a Patreon set up, but he should definitely get one of those set up if he doesn't to have some small income coming in for, for these things that he does. Um, but go, go support him, man. Like he's one of those people in the industry that like he's not only intelligent and well sourced, he's also a, just a really cool dude man <laughs> oh, thank you so much i appreciate it i uh i say this all the time but i've just i gotten real lucky this is something i did um i know some people may not be familiar but i'm i'm a teacher i teach high school and this is a decision i made like six seven years ago that i wanted to to do something like this to let some of this stuff this side of me out that i've been following my entire life like i've been a comic book fan since i was old enough to read and when when these things uh you know on the when the iron when iron man came out in 2008 and as this stuff started to to compile i was i was so happy and i just i wanted to be able to share some of my thoughts and feelings and i guess some of the things that i knew with people who were eager to to listen and learn because that's what i am i'm a teacher so i've gotten really lucky uh made some really good relationships with some awesome people and but at heart, I really, it's just, I'm still a fan. I'm just, yeah, just like all of you guys that love this stuff. And I, I love to talk about it and I love to share about it. And I love the sense of community that we can have when we decide to have civil conversations about these things. Yeah. Amen. Yeah. Amen. And I like that there is a small corner of us that are building our own community that, that respects, trusts, and mutually shares each other's content. Um, so that it gets out there and more people see it because we're at the end of the day, we're fighting against some of the bigger publications sometimes like we're not in competition with them, but to be sure they will steal our scoops like they will like I could name somebody at a major publication who absolutely ripped off Daniel R but I'm not going to do it because it's not professional, but yep. that kind of, but, but, but that just sort of goes to the point that this stuff does happen. 
So having a community of people around you who know that you broke that story, who know that you did the work and are willing to go to bat for you when somebody else tries to claim credit, it just means everything in the world. It really does. Like it may not matter, but it still means everything. It's the principle. Mm. So, Charles, I just want to say, dude, from the bottom of my heart, I really do enjoy your friendship. I and and I know you're a teacher, and I learn, dude. I want you to know that I learn. <laughs> like I, when I come to class, I sit in the front of the class. I'm asking questions, and I'm trying to learn, teach. I love it. So, uh, we will uh, we will be sure to have Charles with Charles on next time, and it'll be a bit more extended. But we promised Charles we'd keep it short. So, Charles, we'll let you get back to your day. Uh, thank you so much once again, guys. It's at underscore Charles Murphy on Twitter at underscore Charles Murphy, and you can also find his stuff on Murphy's Multiverse, and his podcast is Murphy's Law. So thank you so much, Charles, man, and, and we'll coordinate with you to get you both back on for, for a longer session. Sounds awesome. I appreciate you guys having me on. I enjoyed the conversation. All right, man. You have a wonderful day. Thank you very much. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Charles. All right, Adam. Let's I talk. Here, sir. Let's talk comics. Yeah. What have you been reading? Uh, look, I've been a bit black over the last week. Um, I I have bought comics. I just haven't read them. Um, mm-hmm. I saw you bagging and boarding. Oh, yes, that was a day's work. Um, I bought, you know, we were speaking about the Black Knight earlier. I bought a very cool um, uh, Black Knight book. Uh, let me see if I can remember it. Might have to go into the, into the spare room and find it because... I My just got. Is- I just picked up uh, Brian Michael Bendis's uh, Jessica Jones run. Okay. Um, the Max, um, the Max series, and I'm also reading some Batman. Okay. Yeah, I got. Uh, here it is. Where is it? It is Tales of Suspense. Uh, oh, yes. Between Iron Man and Captain America, and it cost 12 cents um, back, in, back, in, back in 1966. It cost me $50 now. But, yeah, it's, uh, it's in a really, really good uh, – in a really, really good condition. Um, that's that's what I'm talking about. Yeah, that's another pick-up week. I've, I've got some Shang-Chi, more Shang-Chi stuff as well. Um, <sighs> what else have I been looking into? Um <laughs> Yeah, I cleaned up my, my comic room and made it a lot more, uh, put it this way, a lot more neater. So to a lot speak. organized, a lot more organized and, and neater. I, had to, I was in need of uh, storage boxes, so I went and bought like eight of them. Um, but yeah, just to wrap up on that, I uh, got a few more old Captain America books, which now I am 13 issues shy of Mark Grewal's 10-year run on cap so i'm very close to the finish line there um in terms of new stuff i've got two books sitting here you know what i might even read them after we conclude our chapter what do you today. have i've got uh 
Savage Avengers 6 and Savage ah, Avengers yes. Annual, I got the Annual as well. I need to still start Punisher Kill Crew, and I need to finish off the Rosenberg uh, Punisher run. And that's mm. pretty much where I'm at. But, I yeah. just completely finished off Matt, uh, Absolute Carnage. I am starting reading Amazing Spider-Man because it provides the lead-in to the brand-new 2099 universe, uh, and I am absolutely checking that out. Um, I've already got Fantastic Four 2099. I've got Conan 2099, Punisher 2099. Um, oh, what's that? The cover of the Punisher one looks fantastic. Oh, yeah, dude. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. The Silver Surfer one looks outstanding, too. Mm. Did you ever get into the original Punisher 2099 when it came out back in the day? Uh, yeah, very briefly. I mm. mean, I tried. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it was a bit like that, to be honest. <laughs> you, know, you know, the part where the Punisher became an agent of God and started, yeah. I, oh, that, I was, that was later. That was later. Yeah, 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 I know that's later. I'm just saying, like... These are things that sort of led into that. So I tried to get into 2099 Punisher. It was difficult, but I think I'm going to go back and give it another shot and see what happens. Because when they dropped that, they were still doing good things on War Journal and the main Punisher run anyway. So it was kind of like an ancillary kind of, you know, sort of, yeah, a bit of fun, a bit of fluff, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Yes, um, I do. I also picked up the uh, two new Amazing Mary Jane comics. Okay. Um, I'm going to check that out. I think it's a five-parter. Um, Annihilation Scourge uh, I have picked up. It's going to be a part of a five-part uh, five series on uh, 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 Annihilation. So, obviously, Annihilus will be in it. I encourage you to pick that up. Okay. All right. Like I don't, I don't want to spoil it, but let's just say this is going to be incredible. So, give me a bit of background on that one. Okay, so you know what Annihilation is, right? Like you remember the original Annihilation event where Annihilus attacked Earth and brought like all of his ships from the negative zone, and it was happening at the exact same time as, uh, I want to say, Civil War. So heroes were, like, tied up on Earth, so the only people who could defend space were other... It was just a crazy good event featuring, you know, Annihilus. Well, in this one, uh, Annihilus uh, is the one being invaded, and he has to reach out to... uh, you know, Earth's heroes for help. Okay. Interesting. Interesting. I won't, Uh, I won't, I won't spoil who the person is that's trying to run down Annihilus, but I promise you, you're going to want to see how this plays out. If, if if indeed he ends up needing help from the heroes, uh, to, to solve this. And that person wants to take down heroes, Oh God, we are in for a hell of a five five run event. And so, is it uh, is it spanning across multiple titles, or is it just a, a side side? It, sort it, of- it's it's five one shots. You have Annihilation Scourge, 
You have, hold on a second. Let me get you your book details. Open series. Yeah, I mean, uh, while you're looking that up, I just want to jump back to what we were talking about before with Charles about uh, the WandaVision show. I'm so much more excited about that show now after, like, mm-hmm. after I read that article and thought more about it than I was initially when that show was announced. I thought, this is going to be lame. But it seems like what Foggy's doing with it is completely, obviously completely fucking different, part of my language, but it has potential to be off the chain. And right. I just, because I, I, we didn't really touch on this with Charles, but I wonder if Catherine Hahn is actually going to be Nightmare. Be nightmare? How interesting would that be? I was thinking that on the show, but I didn't say anything because I knew we were yep. short on time. Yep. But yeah, I was kind of thinking, that's why I mentioned Catherine Hahn so vividly. I'm like, if she in turn turns out to be like Nightmare and the one causing all the problems for them, like, oh, my mm-hmm. God, dude, that would be so awesome. The thing like, is, Catherine Hahn could play such a good nightmare. Yeah, and, like, you look at her, and then you look at how, and you, if you know how she acts and how, her mannerisms and stuff like that, mm-hmm. and if if they're playing up the show, like, the show in the show, I mean, like, with the studio and it's, like, the actual show, like a TV show, and, you know, she's, like, the, the busybody neighbor, but really she's the string puller. Like that's that's fucking cool, and it is, and I feel like she could morph into someone very evil if need be. You know what I mean? Yeah, she already played uh, Octavius in in the Spider Verse, and she absolutely crushed it playing uh, Olivia Octavius. Like that was pretty much one of the best villains in that entire show. And she absolutely crushed it in the goods as Babs. Like, Babs is where I'm drawing most of my inspiration from. Like, that movie, The Goods, like, has me sold on her ability to be Nightmare. Have you ever seen that film with Jeremy Piven? No, what's it called? It's called The Goods. Live Fast. Yeah, they're, they're... mercenary car salesman and this huh i've never heard of it oh dude it's a comedy uh let me pull it it's called the goods live hard sell hard um being rained in it at helms uh uh-huh ken jeong craig robinson dude rent it just rent it Yeah. yeah Rent it and, and just watch it, dude. Like, you will laugh your ass off. If you're in the mood for a laugh, rent that. Okay. It, it, gonna... It'll wear on you after the first time. It's one of those types of movies where it's like, it's probably not going to be as funny down the line. But the first time you watch that, oh, God, is it funny. Okay. All right. I'm, I'm on it. I'm all over it. Um, but anyway, back to what you were saying about uh, Annihilist. Have you, dug, have you dug up the information you were looking for? Uh, yeah, I did. Okay, so it is, it is Annihilation Scourge, then a one-shot in Nova, a one-shot of Fantastic Four, a one-shot of Silver Surfer, and then wait for it, a one-shot with Beta Ray Bill. And then, and then Annihilus Scourge Omega, which wraps everything up. And when, when does the first book drop? It's already dropped. Already out? Okay. 
Well, I'll sort it out. Um, yeah. So, any other any other thoughts on uh, anything that Charles said? I like I said, I'm most excited for the Eternals. I think that I think that is going to be the best. Um, going to be the best movie that comes out this year or this upcoming year. Um, I think, think it'll get. When do you think we'll get a trailer for it? I don't know. Probably, I don't know. Probably a couple months, like maybe around the Super Bowl. Hmm. I thought we might might be able to get one around Christmas, like a teaser, maybe. Uh, maybe. Might be too soon. Maybe, but but I don't know. The Black Widow trailer is coming soon, apparently. Yeah, I don't care. <laughs> You're not, not really invested in that? No. Scarlett Johansson annoys me. <laughs> Look, I, I, I'll, I'll her, say it. Her privilege like, is outstanding, man. <laughs> yeah, look, you know, it is what it is. I, um, I, I'm going to see the Taskmaster on the screen. I hope, I hope yeah, they Yeah, that's the reason I'm going to go and see it, if we're being honest. I am not going to see this for ScarJo. I am absolutely going to see this for Shostakova, the Red Guardian, and uh, Tony Masters, Taskmaster. Like, you can bet your ass those are the reasons I will be watching this movie. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. That's, that's why I'm all in. I, I, I wonder if it will tie into anything else or if we'll get like a... What, it's what supposed the, to be set after Civil War, so it should. Oh, uh, okay. It's okay. not set in the 90s or anything. It's set around Civil War time, so it's it's modern. Oh, okay. It's just older. Yeah. It's an, it's an old new story. Hmm. Yeah, so, I, uh... Here's another question for you. I was going to mention this to Charles, but I'll drop it on you. Do you think, so say for instance with like, uh, the Scarlet Vision, Scarlet, yeah, Scarlet Vision, is that what it's called? Wonder Vision. God, I'm losing my mind. Okay, so ha- how many episodes are they slated for that? Can you remember? 13 maybe? I don't know. I can't remember. Here's my question to you. Do you think with the, t- the Marvel TV shows on Disney Plus, that they will do like they do in the in the actual films, and you'll have to wait <laughs> for the final final episode to get like a end credits scene. <clears throat> yeah, <clears throat> absolutely. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm, I'm intrigued. It'll it'll be interesting to see how that that pans out. That's you know <laughs> if that's where they'll connect it to the Doctor Strange film or if it will be connected earlier in the show. Speaking of Disney Plus, man, The Mandalorian. Yeah, it's been pretty good, huh? Have you watched it? I've watched all of it. (laughs) Are you caught up? Yeah, I'm all up to date. The last episode was the weakest, I think. No way, man. The Bryce Dallas Howard one? Where they yep. took on, where they took on the the Raiders and Gina Carano, I thought that was one of the best. Yeah. Like, not only did you see an ATST, but you also saw a whole bunch of uh, people fighting and dying, 
And Baby Yoda was doing much Baby Yoda things. Baby Yoda is right. Let's be honest. Let's 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 get that out of the way. That it is all it is all Baby Yoda every day, all day. Um, but yeah, <laughs> the first one obviously was was fantastic. The second one was great, just from the standpoint of seeing what is what it is like inside the Jawa Sandcrawler when they're driving it. That, yeah. that scene was, that scene was amazing. I was like, "We're in a Sandcrawler." This is great. This is great. Um, yeah, what was the third one? The third know. one was the uh, shootout when the oh. others showed up and were like, "This is the way." Yeah. In the compound with the with the stormtroopers. Um, oh. That was when he, when he went back for the baby. Yeah, that was fantastic. That was really really well done. Um, but yeah, it, it's it's killing it. There's not there's not a lot of look. My only problem with Disney Plus at the moment is that there's not a lot of uh, original content. Yeah, there's not enough original content, but that's a small gripe. Like, you have know, you instance, watched like, the Imagineering series? No, I, the only thing I've watched Dude, on there so far, if I've you've been not, in... if you've not watched the Imagineering series, which is, you know, the story of Disney's Imagineering and and how they brought parks to life and the different people behind the scenes. Dude, you need to watch it. Each episode is about an hour, and they are just full of so much interesting okay. information and show you how things are done um, in it's, Imagineering it's headquarters. Done. Like, dude, it's just, it's just, to me, it's gripping television. Does it start chronologically, like, from the, the foundation up to yeah, where it is? Absolutely. Yeah, absolutely. Uh-huh. <laughs> um, I'm intrigued so by that. Far, I haven't seen so it. far, they're up to the Michael Eisner era, but that just ended. It looks like we're heading into the Bob Iger era, and and the modern expansion, they literally cover the development and and fleshing out of um, uh, all the parks, including Tokyo Disney, Disney Paris, so on and so forth. Disney Sea. They even cover. Uh, they I'm even in. cover the cruises. Oh, dude! I mean, I'm all in. Like, I love that stuff. So I'll definitely. You know what? When we finish up today, I'll probably start watching that. Um, I tell you what, I did watch last night. Uh, and that was Infinity War. Mm, I've been watching Hulk and the Agents of Smash. Okay. Um, watching Infinity War again after not having seen it since before Endgame mm-hmm. was a lot of fun. was a lot of fun. Um, it's I then, pretty good, I isn't then, it? Sorry? I said it's a pretty good movie, isn't it? <laughs> oh. And then I proceeded to uh, watch some of the extras after that, which was very cool. I think that's a very underrated aspect of Disney Plus is that you get the extras that you would get on Blu-ray. You know what I mean? Yeah, like, yeah, that is an underrated part for sure. I need to go back through and check out the extras, but I've been just watching some of the old Disney cartoons that I just love so much. I've been watching Tailspin. I've been watching uh, Avengers Earth's Mightiest Heroes. I've been watching Ultimate Spider-Man. I've been watching the new Spider-Man, the Guardians of the Galaxy cartoon, the Avengers Assemble cartoon. Like, I'm just, I am nose deep in everything. Mm. I haven't had much time. so much fun. We'll get to the cartoons, but at the moment, I've watched the Jeff Goldblum show. Have you watched that? No, I kind of 
don't really like Jeff Goldblum right now. He's just kind of skirting by after the latest, well, allegations against him. So I'm kind of holding out to see what happens there before I dive into a Jeff Goldblum show. Was that founded though? I don't know. I didn't see much about that online. I haven't, I haven't yet either, but I also haven't had the opportunity to look into it. I'll probably look into it more when I get back. And if it's all good, then I'll check it out. Hmm. Yeah, I, 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 I sort of try to do a bit of a dig on that too and see if I can come up with anything, but I didn't see anything. So, well, if you do a dig on it and you find nothing, let me know and I'll check out the first episode and we can talk. Mm. Yeah, now it's worth the first couple episodes. Mm. All right, man. Well, I guess that, that about sums it, I think, for us. I today, think yeah? so, man. Yeah, we've covered Disney Plus, we've pl- covered comics, we've covered rumors um covered giveaways uh listen man i just want to say that it is it is our privilege to do this for you guys and if there's people you want on let us know we can try um we've reached the point where we have enough uh big name guests that we're able to convince others to come on and have fun with us so all you have to do is let us know who you'd like to see on and as long as they're not like the rock or something who's horrifically beyond our reach uh we'll do our best to bring them on when it usually when it comes to comic writers and, and such a lot of people are generally very willing mhm yeah so yeah if uh if you're not already follow the podcast at third spelled 3 r d uh third and nerd um, you can also follow Adam at Howzito, H-O-W-S-I-T-O, and uh, he is verified. Uh, you can also follow me at Fight on Twist, also verified, so it'll be easy to find me. And our producer, Scotty Speaks, is at S-J-W or S-W-J Speaks uh, on Twitter. Not verified. That's right. <laughs> I'm working on that. <laughs> but uh I I want to say thank you to Scotty uh for being an amazing producer and human being. Uh also want to thank Adam uh who a long time ago decided he was going to take up the mantle of of doing this podcast after several hosts had moved on. And uh, I would like to think that I've I've finally found the the right the right combination. Um, I think Adam plays very well off of me. I really enjoy being on a show with him, and I'm really glad I asked, even though he's in Australia, because I'd like to think that we've had a lot of fun and we still have more fun coming. We sure do. So and and I just like to say, Josh, I just like to say uh, the feeling is mutual. Um, and, you know, going back to what you were saying about uh, people wanting to get guests on the, on the show, um, if Josh Trank is listening, uh, we would love for you to come on the show and talk all about the Fantastic Four, the film that you have decided to disown. <laughs> <laughs> now, we can also talk about our issues, you know, you and I, <laughs> you and I, Josh, we can work it out. Because yeah. I noticed... I noticed you deleted those tweets. I, if you, I'm just saying, man, if, if you meant them, you should stand by them. But if you're sorry, 
You should actually tell me you're sorry. That's right. I but, forgive you, know, you, though, Josh Trank, because <laughs> I forgive the, you. You know, you got to remember, Josh, that he that that Mr. Trank, you know, he started out, uh, he, you know, before he was a big namer, he started out on YouTube. All right, yeah. so, you know, like he, he's, you know, he's he's used to sort of like discussing, you know, things and probably like hiding behind a keyboard and deleting them. You know, some people right. are just like that. Right, yeah. right, right. But, you know, in the event that he finds his sack and uh, wants to come on the show and have some conversations, we'll be here, buddy. You find, those, you find those two balls and let us know. We're um, waiting. <laughs> so I think <laughs> I think that's actually the perfect place to call it. Um, thank you, everybody, for listening. So here's the deal while I'm gone. Adam is taking over the podcast, and we'll be having an interview. Uh, Adam, why don't you tell him a brief bit about that, and, and then we'll bounce. Uh, yeah, so just quickly, uh, we have an interview coming up uh, with a gentleman by the name of Mr. Danny Fingeroff, and he is a author and journalist, and he is, has written a book about the one and only – uh, Stanley, that's right, the Mr. Marvel himself. So yeah, we'll be having uh, Danny on very soon, and he will be talking about an abundance of things. So you won't want to miss that. And perhaps Donovan will be joining Adam um, as sort of a second. Um, I've I've put it out there for both of them, but they're going to work on it. Um, so, yeah, another person in our podcast team to go follow is Donovan, man. X at X Donfather. It doesn't get any easier. Donfather with a big X in front is is how he spells it. And he he helps give away comics and content to uh, our show on a weekly basis, man. We 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 are seriously thankful for him. So. Um, that's going to happen. I am off to Hawaii for the next two weeks. I will catch you guys when we get back. So for everyone here at third and nerd, I just want to say, I hope you all had a happy Thanksgiving and I hope you have a wonderful Christmas, man. And, uh, we're out for the week. Peace guys.